This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. You're listening to episode 99. What? What? Time to have fun! Of the In Between podcast, where you'll discover ideas to build a strong, connected, and joy filled marriage and family. My name is Daniel M. And I'm Christina M. So I don't know about y'all, but the longer this pandemic goes on, the more things are just getting canceled, right? They're getting canceled on our lists, on our schedules, and I mean, honestly, Every time something gets canceled that you or I do, it'll just like bring up a bing on our phone and mm-hmm. say canceled event. Erased, deleted <laughs> forever. Yeah. And it seems to be even harder because uh, things are slowly beginning to open up, but there's still things that are canceled and it doesn't look like they are going to be open up at all. Right. We just realized a couple of days ago that we had some big plans happening in the late fall mm-hmm. and that got canceled already. I'm like, how do you even know what's going to happen in October and November? Why are you canceling this already? That's right. We had an incredible trip plan that I have been dreaming about since I have been a kid and that got canceled. We had a family vacation plan to go see Daniel's dad. If y'all don't know, he is battling cancer right now. And we were really looking forward to see him. Yeah, the kids were excited to go fishing. We were going to go to Vancouver Island. And yeah, it was going to be so much fun. So now that's up in the air. Yeah, We don't know. That's That's a big pause for us. Yeah, swim team for the kids, play dates, birthday parties. I mean, Edmonton is the city of festivals and all the summer festivals got canceled. Mm-hmm, just like that. So in some ways, it feels like fun has been canceled thanks to COVID. Yeah, thanks COVID. <laughs> the usual ways in which we would have fun are now, like we said, rescheduled or just completely canceled. But does that mean that we just throw fun out of the window? Are there other ways to have fun that don't require us to leave our current situation or feel like we need to escape far away from the pandemic? Yes, there definitely are. And that is exactly what we want to talk about on today's episode. We want to discuss practical ways to have fun with your spouse, with your family and all together. Mm -hmm. There's a saying from a famous philosopher that goes like this. The most important decision you make each day is the decision to be in a good mood. Perhaps for COVID, we can change that saying to say this, choosing fun when things don't go as planned is actually life-changing. I love that. I love that. And we're going to be completely honest here. It is life-changing, but it's also hard work. It requires a ton of intentionality. For some of us, having fun is in the very makeup of our DNA. It's who we are. And then there are others of us who will have to learn how to flex this fun muscle, break a smile, and that really does take time and work. No one wakes up looking like a bodybuilder. It it takes concentrated effort. Right. I know for you, Daniel, and myself... We like to have fun, but as well, we actually really like to have things done. Mm. (laughs) So it's like we need to work really hard and then play sometimes. But I think especially in this time with our family, we have really had to concentrate on ways to have fun together and ways to just lighten the mood. That's right. So I came across this really interesting TED Talk by Dan Gilbert. It's called The Surprising Science of Happiness. 
What him and his research team found was that having more money does not equal more happiness, which is good because I don't know about y'all, but sometimes money can be tight in a pandemic. Mm -hmm. So in fact, his team discovered that one year after their life-changing experience, both lottery winners and paraplegics reported the same levels of happiness. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Think about it. A year after becoming a paraplegic, so you obviously had some sort of trauma happen, you would be as happy as someone who won the lottery. Yeah. And even those who win the lottery years later doesn't actually increase their happiness. It, it increases quite a bit of sorrow, too. There's a story that I wrote about uh, in my book, You Are What You Do, and Six Other Lies About Work, Life, and Love, about a guy very much in that situation who basically became Santa Claus for his entire community. Literally, I mean, not he didn't dress up as Santa Claus, but that's how everyone saw him. And he's like, Did I'm going to give back. Oh, no, I mean, he was like, I'm going to give back to the oh, church and to right. the community and this, that, and the other. And it basically ruined his life, led to the death of family members. I oh, mean, no. just it was people were targeting him. Yeah, it did not lead. <laughs> that amount of money did not lead to the kind of happiness he was searching after. So that story Mm. and this previous story about the TED Talk literally blew my mind because I tend to put a lot of emphasis on the circumstances of my day. Mm. Usually what I have achieved or have not achieved, what I can cross off my list and what is waiting for me the next day. I wrongly assume that what does or doesn't happen will determine how happy I feel because that's sort of how I felt at the end of the day. But what I'm beginning to learn is that by merely changing my mindset and choosing to find the fun and joy in the midst of the difficult stuff, aka pandemic, it helps me to have fun. It helps me look for ways to have fun in a creative way as well. So here are some practical ways to have more fun, starting with yourself. Like we mentioned before, some of us know exactly what we like and don't like. We know how to have fun and we love doing so, almost to the point where where we need to stop ourselves and actually act like responsible adults, right? Hashtag adulting. So for some of us, it's going to take time, but more time to remember how to have fun just for ourselves and, and not really just for others. So some questions you can ask yourself if you're feeling stuck. Number one, what makes you laugh? Is it a Netflix series, a certain podcast, or maybe even looking through old pictures of yourself and your family and your friends? Gotta love those prom pictures. Mm, And also reruns of Brooklyn (laughs) Nine-Nine. That's what we've been doing. It's incredible. Uh, Number two is what makes you feel relaxed? Is it taking a bath, reading a book, sitting outside in the sunshine, or maybe doing a puzzle? And another question you can ask yourself is what gives you energy? What brings life back into your bones? Is it working out? Maybe spending some time getting your hands dirty in the garden, planting flowers, maybe even talking to friends via Zoom. In it all, sometimes you just need to take the time to find ways that you can have fun. Mm. And that's where a conversation with your spouse will come in handy. How can each of you carve time out of your weekly schedule to give time and space for the other person to do something fun for themselves? So, for example, when the kids were young and they would get up at the early crack of dawn (laughs) on the weekends, it didn't matter that mommy and daddy wanted to sleep in and we could not trust them to be awake by themselves in the house, we decided that we would take turns sleeping in. 
So one week on a Saturday would be Daniel's turn to sleep in. I would get up with the kids. He would rest. I'd close the door and I would entertain the kids. Then the next week, it would be my turn to sleep in. And then Daniel would do the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing that has helped us is the idea of time blocking. And we talked about that on episode seven. So you can just scroll back and listen to that if you haven't yet. But the idea with time blocking is that you can break up your day into three blocks. Waking up to lunch, lunch till dinner, and dinner till sleeping. And after you put in all your work blocks, you can see what is open. And then you can say, okay, here are the blocks where we're going to be spending time together. Here are the blocks where this is your time, this is my time. And it's just a helpful way to together be on the same page around time spent with each other and also by ourselves. I think it's really important to realize, and maybe this is new for some of y'all, especially if you're just married, is that you don't have to do everything together. Mm -hmm. But you do need to communicate and plan when you want to carve out time yourself. Because if your spouse, for example, for myself, uh, when we were first married, if Daniel didn't want to spend time with me because he just wanted to spend time, you know, reading or being rejuvenated because he's more of an introvert, so he needs time himself, I would interpret it as that he doesn't love me anymore Mm -hmm. because he didn't want to spend every single waking moment with me. When we learned about the time blocking system and we're able to look at a week and decide, okay, this is our own time. This is time together. This is time we're going to go visit our family and our friends, so on and so forth, it really helped us both be on the same page. Yeah, so those are just a few practical ideas to have fun starting with yourself. Let's now turn to a few ideas of how to have fun with our family. I think a big thing during this time is we find ourselves constantly saying no to our kids. No, I'm sorry, you can't go to the neighbor's house. No, I'm sorry, we cannot go to the public park. No, I'm sorry, we cannot, so on and so forth. It's like one big no after another. And I don't know if you've ever found yourself saying no over and over and over again and just getting this odd feeling in your stomach, just being like, I don't I don't want to be the no person. <laughs> the murderer of fun. <laughs> yes, right? Right? Yet it's not even like you can really, it's not even like you can go and say yes to any of the questions that they just asked. So this is something that we were realizing that we were saying no way too often. And so we were starting to look for opportunities where we could say yes. An example of that is a couple weeks ago, we did hashtag COVID fun week. Our kids came to us and said, mom, dad, wouldn't it be amazing if we could plan a whole week of fun and then invite the podcast family to do this? And I wanted to say no right away because I'm like, that's a lot of work. Like, what are you planning to do? What can we do? But instead of saying no, took a deep breath and said, okay, what are you planning? What are you thinking about? And then they decided to do, you know, Monday through Friday, they would do different theme days and they just wanted to take pictures and and post videos and invite their friends and the podcast family to it. And it turned out amazing, y'all. The wait is over. Find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the 12th Dead Sea Squirrels book, Babylon Breakout. Hi, I'm Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales, voice of Larry the Cucumber, and author of The Dead Sea Squirrels. Get ready for more daring rescues and hilarious jokes as Merle and Pearl and their animal friends embark on a ridiculous mission to bust the kidnapped Gomez family out of Babylon, a Bible-themed amusement park with talking animals. 
Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books. Available wherever books are sold. Yeah, it was so fun. Thank you for those of you who also posted and tuned in to that. Uh, if you missed it, hey, you can do your own COVID fun week. Actually, just go to In Between Show on all the platforms and you can see what we did. So some examples of things they did were they did backwards day and they did picnic lunch outside day and they did hat day. So these were things that meant so much to them and it literally cost us zero dollars. And guess what? If we had said no right away, we would have missed that entire week. When you're thinking about things to do all together as a family, one caveat to take note of is make sure it doesn't include a competition. We're not sure about your family, but uh, we have members in our family, not Christina or I in any way, <laughs> that are very competitive and can't play Monopoly with our cousins at all. But <laughs> And there are others in our family who could really care less. So while family games are a great way to spend time together and have fun, sometimes it's really difficult for the competitive ones in the family to lose or the less competitive members to feel like they're pressured to really try hard or stay in the game. So while we're not saying no and never to competitive games, because I think that is important as well, just maybe look at the balance of things that bring competition and things that can just be fun together without having that competitive spirit in mind. Some of our favorite times together have been roasting hot dogs and s'mores outside. Yeah, just super simple things where you're doing it together and cooking together and making pizza together. And what does it look like for you to just do things together and even ask your kids to say, hey, what do you guys want to eat for dinner? Or what do you want to do and come up, see what ideas they come up with? Another example of something that the kids wanted to do is that they wanted to get chalk and write encouraging messages to the Amazon people who are dropping packages off. And so they took their chalk and they decided to write, you know, you are amazing. Thank you so much. And they asked me, mommy, do you want to join in? And I was like, oh, I don't really want to, but like, you know what? Let's do this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we actually ended up, we live in a cul-de-sac. We actually ended up making games for the neighbors to do and writing messages all around in the cul-de-sac. And the kids thought it was really fun because we have um, a ring doorbell. And so they could see <laughs> as the neighbors passed by that they would play the little games or they would stop to read the messages. And they just thought it was really sweet to be able to brighten somebody's day. So awesome. So awesome. So I don't know if you've noticed this, but it kind of seems like a lot of kids don't go outside to play as much as they might have in the past. So right now, ideas like this are great ways to retrain our kids to go outside and to actually do it with them, especially during these times of physical distancing. We're longing for freedom. Right. I mean, we want respect and adventures. We want someone to say, I believe in you. And honestly, one of the best ways to provide these feelings for ourselves and for others, especially our kids, too, is to do something out of the ordinary. For us, it's been biking together as a family and exploring new trails. We have lots of paved pathways in our neighborhood that connect to other neighborhoods. And it's been great to be able to explore that. For me, 
I am a little bit more of the cautious one. And there are some trails that if you go off a little bit, you actually might go into the hills of the river. Into the unknown. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) And Macarius was still on his training wheels and he did fall off once and go into uh, uncharted territory. Face first in a bush. It was incredible. (laughs) And he got up and was totally fine and and was okay. But literally, because I always bike in the back to make sure everyone's staying in the pack and Daniel leads the front and to see my son go off the path into like the bush my heart literally stopped and so I remember that I remember that feeling I remember Daniel like jumping off his bike and grabbing him out of the bush and I really wasn't ready for him to go we took off his training wheels and he really wanted to go on one of the more dangerous bike paths and I was like I don't know like if you fall off or you don't do it right then you might get hurt however with a lot of prodding and pushing from him and thankfully daniel's a little bit more of the adventurous one so he was like we'll be okay it's gonna be okay like okay let's try it and he did it and he he doesn't have training wheels anymore and And the guy's a rock star and his face Y'all, literally, when he went through and completed the pathway and he didn't get hurt, he didn't fall off his bike, he didn't go into the river, so on and so forth, he was so proud of himself. Mm. And I just think if I let my fear get in the way of him trying new things, what's going to happen? Let it go. Let it go. I mean, today's just the Frozen Day, right? <laughs> I think it's because we're going like to be is. watching Frozen 2 in just a little <laughs> bit. Okay, so those are some practical ways to have fun with your family. Earlier on, we talked about practical ways to have fun with yourself. And lastly, let's touch on ways to have fun with your spouse. Just like we had mentioned at the top of the podcast, having fun is more of a choice than a result of what is happening or what you are actually doing. So we love this quote from Todd Cunningham, where you are and what you do are simply factors in the equation, but they're not the summation of a good time. It's time to stop looking for fun in your marriage and start creating it. Wow. Isn't that an interesting perspective shift Mm. that we're not looking for fun in our marriage, but we need to create it. So we'd love for you to consider a few of these different ideas to have fun with your spouse. For example... Daniel loves playing video games, but I am not a fan. I grew up watching my brother and my male cousins playing all the time and them saying, you get to cheer for us. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, I did give up video games and consoles and all that stuff when we met each other. So had to figure out time somehow. Time (laughs) with Christina or time by myself playing video games. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) And that's why we are married today. Yes, exactly. But it is fun occasionally to do that. Yeah, and you still talk about how, remember, you're like... Yeah, pulled out the Xbox, old school Xbox, not even 360 or anything like that. And you asked me, you're like, hey, would you want to play tennis with me? (laughs) Yeah, we still haven't. We haven't played in a long time. Yeah, there you go. Maybe we we will. And I was like, oh, I don't really want to. You were good, though. Hidden talents. Yeah. <laughs> if only they were developed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I just love how, and you said for like days on end afterwards, baby, that was so much fun. That was so much fun. And even though like in my mind, it's not typically how I would have fun or choose to have fun being together and laughing and trying something new for me and enjoying our time together, we found a way to have fun. Mm-hmm. 
For Christina, she loves being outside. So for Mother's Day, I actually bought string lights for our back patio so that our entire deck would be illumined during the night. Ooh, and, good word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also, if so it would be a great space to do a fire and chat and connect. And honestly, for me, I would rather just stay inside <laughs> and watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine or reruns of The Office or movies. But I know Christina loves being outside and talking in and around the fire. So yeah, we created that space so that we could do that together. So we're happy you're listening. You're like... I don't like video games. I don't like having a fire. I don't like going outside. I don't like being inside. <laughs> I don't like having fun. <laughs> exactly. So for those who are wondering what date night looks like during a pandemic, we put something together for y'all. And that mm-hmm. can be found. It's a principle. And that can be found on inbetween.org slash episode 99. It's called Five Cozy Quarantine Date Ideas for Busy Parents. Because we know life is busy. So be sure to go to our show notes for today, inbetween.org slash episode 99 to download that free printable. Now, as we struggle to continue to find our normals, let's remember what it says in Ecclesiastes 9.9. Enjoy life with the wife whom you love, all the days of your vain life that he has given you under the sun, because that is your portion in life and in your toil at which you toil under the sun. In other words, God declares that you can enjoy life with your spouse, even through the pain and the challenges and the pandemics that life often brings. God did not give you your spouse to be the grind. He gave you your spouse to be a companion through the grind. Aw, I love that. (laughs) And then to grind after. Okay, sorry. Uh, All right, so next week... Next week is episode 100. What? what? Can you believe <laughs> oh, it? Oh my goodness. I cannot believe it. Especially we are here. since we dram up the idea, dram up, dreamed up the idea of this <laughs> dreamt podcast. Up? Dreamt up. Yes. <laughs> wow. I am an author, right? So, uh, in a hotel, literally, it was yeah. just we were talking about. We were dreaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were talking about double chins. <laughs> and then it came to let's do a podcast together. <laughs> and here we are. Almost at episode 100. So you're not going to want to miss that. You are going to hear from our kids for the first time. So this Their is first debut yes, on a podcast. They're, they're, oh my goodness. They're so excited. They are so excited beyond words. <laughs> and they think every day is recording day. So, yeah, they're like, is yeah. episode 100 day yet? Is it? Is it? <laughs> so you are not going to want to miss that inaugural episode debut for them. Well, I'm not sure what to expect. I'm not sure what to tell y'all, but uh, you can. Yeah, it's going to be fun. <laughs> Talking about fun during a pandemic. It's going to be fun. And you Christina's going to have a lot of fun editing it. <laughs> and you never know what they're going to say. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. They it's true. all have some really bright personalities. Let's yes. say that. Yes. In fact, <laughs> hey, here, okay, here's here's a funny idea. If you want to see our kids get a little bit of a preview, I did a Facebook Live with my kids on our church's account, just getting prepared for Mother's Day and all that stuff. And we'll put a link in the show notes in between.org slash episode 99 and you'll see. You'll see Macarius lift up his shirt and talk about his favorite thing about mama is her tummy. And yeah, it's and none of it was scripted, scripted. or anything. And yeah, episode 100 is going to be a blast. (laughs) And just in summary, y'all, we got to have fun. 
We got to have fun during this pandemic. We got to see this as an opportunity to create new normals as a family. So what are ways that you can have fun starting with yourself, with your family, and with your spouse? As you come up with ideas, as you do that fun, have that fun, be sure to tag us on social media at InBetweenShow, and we would love to celebrate with you. And just a reminder, if you are looking for that printable about the five cozy quarantine dates, go to inbetween.org slash episode 99. And as always, if there's something in this episode that you're like, oh my goodness, we were just talking about this together with a friend, or oh my goodness, my spouse needs to hear about this, just send them the link inbetween.org slash episode 99, or forward them the episode on your favorite podcasting app. All right, we'll catch you next time. This episode was brought to you in part by the Areopagus Podcast, two clergy of different traditions. Father Andrew Stephen Damick and Michael Landsman discuss encounters of historic Christianity with other religious traditions. How do we engage with those who believe differently? Listen wherever you get your podcasts.